<laughs> Your face straight away. You, as if I'd done something wrong. What have I done? You sound, Come like, on. You sound like you're making an ISIS video. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got this new synthesizer at home because uh, you know I've got this uh, the road road uh, the road road. Is it the road roadcaster before? Because I'm supposed to because mm-hmm. I'm endorsed by road the road roadcaster. Which is great for podcasts, by the way. Absolutely amazing. I've got got this mixer that's got a hard tune synthesizer on it. Right. And uh, last night, um, just for a bit of fun, bit yeah. bored, bit senile, which I am anyway. I went, wouldn't it be funny if ISIS had an auto-tuned video like Post Malone? <laughs> and I started, I auto-tuned my voice on the synthesizer. I was going, and all this and. Um, Fucking I'm getting cancelled yeah. um, by ISIS. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get you. Um, and uh, it went really well, and it was really funny, and and that's it. This is going to be um, a drunk podcast. It is. Next week, Wednesday, mm-hmm. next week, now you've got your attention, we're getting Mr. Stevie White from the Happy Hour podcast in. Mm-hmm. Woo. Great fun. Nobody can wait. Can't wait for stories about YouTubers. Woo. I'm excited because I know Ooh, No, you're not. You said to me before the podcast, you went, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I did not say and Nobody that. knows who he is. <laughs> That's wild allegations. That's why I got my laptop in front of me so I can make notes. I'm reading the notes, actually. Stevie White. I love how I'm actually, uh, for the people watching, I'm pretending I don't know who he is. I slept on his sofa for three weeks when I was... Uh, moved back from London, so mm-hmm. I do know who he is. Mm. Um, that's why he knows so much about YouTubers, because mm. one slept, one really famous one slept on his... Christ, how are you doing, mate? No, I'm good, mate. I'm very excited, though, because I, I know so little about the YouTube world that it'll be quite interesting to see one of the biggest people in the UK, you know, like, ask some questions and stuff, because I feel like the dad on that subject. Yeah. I've got no fucking idea what's going on. So Stevie's so. kind of, like, on the cusp of it, so his mate mm. is a guy called um, Jack... Um, Jack, mate. That's the one. Um, yeah, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs... A <laughs> he, run, see, he runs a Happy Hour podcast. Really funny guy. Uh, very David Brent-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stevie's just kind of on the cusp of it. Jack takes the piss out of YouTubers for a living. It's like modern comedy. Like he, It's like a modern roast. He roasts YouTubers right, okay. for a living, quite literally. Um and it's great. People love it, and and it's funny. Like he is a funny, he's a funny guy. And Stevie's on the cusp of it. He kind of knows that will, but he's not a YouTuber. I think he was once. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be funny to hear some stories because I don't class myself as a YouTuber because I don't like YouTubers. It's a huge generalization, uh, but on the basis of the ones I've met, uh, which is a lot of them, I found most of them, apart from KSI. Because um, I only dealt with him over email, so it's kind of impossible for him to be a knob. Yeah. Um, it, I found most of them to be quite um, self-righteous, egotistical assholes. We, we've had this conversation several times, right? I understand Mr. KSI, because he's not a, he's a decent boxer. Um, quite good. He's, I don't think he's a decent boxer, personally, but I think he's a, I think he's a, 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 a hard-working individual. That's, I, I think what I mean is he's a decent amateur, you know? Like, he's probably Maybe not... He's, he's, the boy has got a gas tank. He has. He has. His rap album, I saw reviewed by a couple of YouTube channels that I watch, and they gave it a lot of kudos. They said it was, a, it was quite a decent rap album, his latest one. Um, so I understand with him, because he seems to have many talents and many facets. It's the other blokes that hang around with him, you know, the, the side men. I don't really know what they do. <laughs> 
Hey, last time we had a conversation about not knowing what someone does. I oof. anyway, that's for off the off the podcast. First of all, I think that everyone reviews is like I enjoyed his album, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of you you won't find any sort of negative criticism about his album on YouTube. I don't think so. Okay. And the reason that being is because the guy is literally the fucking Joe Rogan of YouTube. The right, guy okay. is like the creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. If you go after KSI, you bet a pound to a pinch of shit. You'll you're, you're going to get the full brunt of it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so I sometimes think people aren't going to criticize it bad. Um, I'm sure he's open. I'm sure he's open to criticism. It's a good album. I think, I think it was two, three years ago, he had a song called Lamborghini. It was fucking dreadful. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it. It was just him shouting down the mic about a Lamborghini. Yeah. Now you check his music out, it's fucking good. Like he spits good bars. They're mm. good. And, it, and he, his beats are really good as well. He gets some really good beats on his tracks. Yeah. The, um, the guy, it's Anthony Fantana. Is the guy Hang on a minute. Did we, we didn't do a sync clap. We Does that matter not. to you? Don't matter to you. Okay, sorry. Cole's a show nurse. Again. Um, Anthony Fantana, who is, a, is probably, I would say, the premier music nerd, as he describes himself. He gave it a lot of props. And he reviews, oh, we are, he reviews everything, though, like death metal, he just did the the new Bob Dylan album last week. He, so he does review everything. He's pretty impartial. Yeah. And he said that it was, a, well, surprisingly good. So obviously the gentleman is very huh. talented in his different facets. You know, it's not just, he's not a one-dimensional. I used to play, I mean, obviously playing FIFA is what he got big off. Uh-huh. But since He knows that though. Yeah, yeah. But since doing that, he's obviously been able to push into where the boundaries yeah, and stuff. of course, man. There's Ricky Gervais used to run a, you know, he was a radio host, wasn't he? And he, uh, he wanted a band as well. Or do you have a music yeah, going? His his first band supported Texas. Yeah, you can do what you want. You don't, you don't have to. I used to be um, lethal for telling people to stay in their lane, especially YouTubers. I'd be like, stay in your fucking lane. Why are you trying to box? Why are you trying to do this? Yeah. And now as time's gone on, you're like, fuck no. It's good. Like KSI's literally set the, um, the margin for allowing you to do what you want. If you, if you're, if you, you're a comedian, but you're also a good singer and you want to go sing, go fucking sing. I agree with you. The only disagreement that we might have on this, and I and I mean this with all respect, it's not, you know, I'm not Big John McCarthy. <laughs> I fucking hate that button with all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not Big John McCarthy. The only thing that worries me is the fact that Eddie Hall and The Mountain are going to have a boxing match. Um, I'm not sure if either of them have seen a cardio machine in 15 years because of the what they do for a job. They're strong men, so cardio is on the back burner. I reckon we'll have one round of <clears throat> boxing, and then after that, I think I think it'll be mm. just in. I think it'll be in the clinch consistently. I, I just don't see how it's going to go past one but, round. I mean, they are training for the next 18 months, and they so no doubt, like, no doubt. Like, they they might not have done cardio in the last well since birth maybe, um, and but, I like but, both guys as well. Yeah. Just so you know, I, I enjoy both. They're guys, both going to smash your head in after if they watch uh, this. I'd rather not. Um, um, I think they. D- I mean, they're not silly. Are they they're going to not saying you're saying they are because I know you. No, 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 I'm not saying that. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, you know I, what, you know, I, I always kid, do that. Too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that about you. Uh, I think in the next 18 months, that's all they're going to be doing is cardio. Yeah, you can't course. box and not do cardio. It's no. the, the main spine of boxing. Yeah. It's being fat as a fiddle. Um, I see Eddie Hall winning it. I, the guy grew up scrapping. He grew up in... Like, I think he's the harder old. man, definitely. Yeah. I think I think Eddie Hall is probably harder, but it's that reach. How big well, he's is bigger than him. I, Eddie Hall's, what, six, four, five? And the mountain's at least seven, seven isn't he? Seven, seven foot, isn't he? that reach. No, who could beat him, though. Go on. Big John Fury! <laughs> I've got money and I've got fame! And I'm gonna do you some serious damage, you pig! 
You pig! Can all the old guys, right? Can all of them just, like, you've had your day. You did brilliantly in your day. I don't want to see you come back. He wants to fight Mike Tyson. I know. I, I, Do you know his actual record, John Fury? Uh, I'm, I'm, I have I'm, no idea. I'm not so going to say it because he's... Is it decent? It's probably decent. I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> come on. I'm joking. Um, so, I'll tell you now. I think it's eight and four. I'll tell you now. He had some bugger. So, he had... Eight wins, one KO, four losses, two KOs. So seven by decision. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he, he was a man's man. Um, well, oh, he's alias, gypsy. Six, um, he's six, three. Mm-hmm. I, thought he was t- I thought he was the same height as Tyson. No. Um, yeah, he's, um, he, he, co- he said to Mike Tyson, didn't he? He said he'd fight Mike Tyson. And it's like, oof. They play. When Iron Mike was talking about coming back, who is my favorite boxer of all time, I know it's cliche. To Man, say he's he is. coming back. But he was saying that he'd be interested in charity fights and three rounders and stuff like that, like exhibition contests. So did John Fury then? Yeah. What I mean is, I, want, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Mike Tyson in a three round boxing match yeah. against, even if they're a younger guy, if they're lower ranked, it, it, you know, if they're, if they're middle in the card or whatever of, of the rankings, I'm fine with that. And um, what I don't want to see is Mike Tyson in 12 months decide that, oh, I can probably beat the number one in the world and try and get in there. Mate, um, I don't want to see it. Respectfully, mm-hmm. I think he could beat most uh, heavyweights in the world at the moment. I don't know. Father Time is the is the enemy of everyone, though, isn't it? Have you seen him move? Oh, mate, the, like, pad, the pad work is fantastic. It's it's not a matter of, oh, he, he, you know, he's he's old. It's... Um, like you watch him, he look. He's there's no, nothing slowed up in his game. Nothing at all. Mm. Like there's nothing. I I'd I'd fancy him against most heavyweights. I'm not talking think? the, not talking the top five. Mm. I wouldn't. Dare I say it? And the boxing fans might come after me for this. I might imagine Tyson Fury versus Dylan White. I'd watch that. Uh, Mike Tyson. I call him Tyson Fury. He's mate. He looks absolutely dangerous. He's still killing most people he's punching. And the thing is, he's like, what old is he, 52? Yeah, 52, 53. Guess, like, people yeah. assume when you're in your 50s, that's it. A heavyweight? What was uh, but I don't mean a, a boxing, I mean in life. They're like, oh, that's it, you're done now. Like, no. You're probably at your prime for strength. You can probably fucking smash fuck out someone. You've got farmer strength. I can't remember who it was. Somebody made their UFC debut the other week, and they were like 20... No, sorry, I was listening to Josh Barnett on, on Rogan. And he's the youngest UFC heavyweight champion, and he's twenty-seven, and that yeah. is extremely young for a heavyweight. If you look at if you look at the rankings now, most of the heavyweights are 40, 41, late thirties. So him being that young is surprising. You know, mm. like with the other divisions, if you were, I'd say over thirty-two, you you are considered old. Yeah, you know, because like the lighter weights, it's all about speed and stuff like that. But for the older yeah. you get a heavyweight, it doesn't seem to because the power they say is the last thing to go. Right, that's the last thing that goes. Is yeah, your power. well, your man. Um What's his name now? Oh, fuck. How have I forgot his name? He's been everywhere on YouTube over the last year. Let's go, champ! Oh, Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs. Yeah, that man's, what's he, 45? No, I think he's older than that, mate. I think is he? Sh- yeah, I think Shannon Briggs is like 50. Is he? Yeah. Because um, he was on about fighting Mike Tyson. That'd be a fun fight. Fun <laughs> fight. Let him have a fucking fight. Did you see what he used to do years ago to Klitschko? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! And he'd turn up on a, he'd be like, let's give him a little wave, champ. And he'd be he like, knocked, he knocked come off. off the ship, come and fight me. Come and fight me off the ship. Yeah, champ. And then he went into that restaurant, didn't he? And then drank his water and then he slapped yeah. it and they got into a bit of a skiffuffle. Yeah. Um, 
bit off the topic of fighting earlier on. Yeah, just I just love I just love um, Shannon Briggs. It's so infectious. His Instagram. No, I think so he's infectious. class, and the UK love him, and he yeah, loves yeah, the UK. Yeah. Um, I'm um, obviously as this podcast goes on, we're twelve minutes into it at the moment, and um, we we are drinking. We are uh, only hard. What are we drinking? Hard seltzers. Hard seltzers, which aren't. I'm a whiskey drinker. You're a straight up vodka drinker. Mm-hmm. Anytime, any place. <laughs> um, seltzers, mm. which I used to used to slag off, Alka Seltzers. Mm. They are literally Alka Seltzers. They're only five percent booze, aren't they? They are. But so's a pint of strong beer. Um, these hydrate me and get me mellowly drunk. Now mm-hmm. we've had. I necked the first one. You did. I I'd probably be fine in an hour in, but I oh I'm gonna. Make a disclaimer now. I apologise um, for for my lack of eloquence, lack of articulation in this podcast, which I should apologise for all the time. Uh, but firstly, cheers, cheers, cheers to Cole, cheers uh, to young, young Cole. Cole as well, young Cole. lovely guy. Mm. Check out Cole's videography Instagram, which is Cole underscore videography. Go check him out on Instagram because he's just the nicest guy ever. Yes, Devilishly handsome and and uh, very very good behind the camera. Clearly, um, if this if this goes out of focus again, though, you're getting sacked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> joking. Tell the people what we were going to do to Cole as punishment. We're going to take one bit of the camera away at a time. So. I, I I will. I so I got camera. Cole, I got camera. Cole. It's <laughs> starting <laughs> one seltzer already fucked. I um I I and I, I wanted to go into this actually. I was um so I got Cole. Cole's starting a videography business and he, 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 he he's incredible at what he does. He just he just picks up things and he's one of these people who can just sponge information and just learn it. Mm-hmm. Just injects into it like someone on a fucking avatar and it's just in his, he just learns it. Um, it's like almost like he's passionate about everything because I'm only like that if there's someone I'm passionate about, which obviously he's passionate about videography. So I got him, I was like, yeah, I'll get him a camera and he didn't ask me, he didn't come in and go, please get me a camera. He didn't hint, I just, I, I thought, I'll get him a nice camera, start him up. Um, and, um, so, so that the, the, um, what should I say is the word I'm looking for? The, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what's the, what? Safer, you need to be a little bit more eloquent. I, I, I know, I know. I'm, I haven't <laughs> given you anything. Like, what's the, like, what's, what's the, the, what's the, the conditions? Oh, the, the conditions, conditions is oh, that conditions. any fuck ups he makes. We take parts of the camera away from him. <laughs> so I suggested the first part we take away is the battery. Battery, yeah. And then we'll just keep taking the camera yeah. bits, bit by bit. So in the end, you'll just be left with an SD card trying to put that to his eye. Eventually, we don't have a podcast either. So <laughs> he can't fucking film it. The mics, they're mine. And <laughs> I don't... Got the leads. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fancy coming here and setting things up without him. Um, I don't know where I... Where were we? Yeah, and we were just on about take, stripping parts of his camera off. Yeah. As, as, yeah. Anyway, um, I did... So I was looking through Instagram the mm-hmm. other day and you, you got someone who wasn't very happy with you. No. Oh. Unhappy with your monster oh. energy. Oh, it's not my... Oh, thank God. I thought it was my mother. No, oh, no, oh, good. No. She's never happy. I'd block her, mate. Yeah, I'd give her a little bit of abuse and block her. See you later. I call her everything that <laughs> I can possibly call her to degrade her. So without much, so much docks, my mum. Without, I'll just shout her down like everyone does. Bigot, <laughs> fascist, racist, <laughs> everything. Um, so your your monster energy clip wasn't funny, oh, no. um, but the 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 direction in which um, this older gentleman I'll go with was um, wasn't funny. Uh, to which I wrote back um, very nicely and kindly in a very sarcastic manner, actually. 
about, I was like, James is trying to break mainstream energy drinks. <laughs> you should be taking this seriously. You should be taking this seriously. I wasn't taking it seriously, no. obviously. He's not happy, mate. And my point to that is, why write the fucking comment in the first place? Why? They're so pointless. And again, you go on their fucking profiles. My mate posted this today. Mm. And it's always the same. No offense to knuckle draggers. It's always the same to fuck, same knuckle dragging fuckers. They got like a football shirt. And <laughs> my mate put today, he's like, they've got like an Arsenal shirt oh and some fucking God. massive fish they've pulled from a scummy part <laughs> of the fucking, <laughs> some fucking scummy part of the Thames, which is all of it. And they're oh, like, yeah. Your fucking videos are shit now. They're, they're, they're Cockney as well. Yeah, of course, of course. There, go, there goes my London fan base. Um, yeah, so he's not happy with you. Well, he's not no, happy with me. No. Because he's not happy with me because he's not happy with your tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek brand uh, request, uh, which is it's mad. I'm like going, it's like I'm trying to fucking work out the matrix now. The thing is though, right, d d anyone who comments, because I tend to not to, um, I tend not to comment unless it's um, unless I can unless I can contribute some sort of bulletproof insight where I can whatever the topic is, I can weigh my opinion in um, and see sort of where it go goes and maybe makes people think a bit differently from their side of it. I don't really comment on content at all. Mm. Um, you know, I've seen so many shit films, and I don't go on like Michael Bay's <laughs> Twitter and go, "Your film's fucking." Like, like, he's not going to give a fuck. Like, <laughs> why do you think that our little silly advert that was a joke, which was enjoyed by most people, yeah? Why do you think we're going to give a fuck? We're not above you. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying like yeah. we're so far above you. Go and fuck yourself. I don't care. Like, it's one. I mean, it's a compliment in some sense because they think you're so benevolently funny that you you have to be funny all the time. Yeah. So you yeah. set the be you set the benchmark, James. You're just so funny. <laughs> That the one time you did something that was inadvertently funny, yeah. um, you, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's Again, it's the same as that Ricky Gervais joke that I've always mentioned, and I always yeah. use it. It's like going into a fucking town square, and you've got the poster up, and it says, guitar lessons. And someone goes, what's this one? Guitar lessons? Hello, are you the person who does guitar lessons? Oh, yeah, yes, it is. Well, I don't fucking want guitar lessons. You're <laughs> right, it's not for you. Fucking leave it alone. It's literally, it is that. It's the greatest analogy you can use of going on someone's profile and writing that. It's not criticism. It's not like coming on to the first podcast and going, guys, the mics were quiet. Because now the mics are louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just someone going, not funny. <laughs> All right. You don't have to find it funny, but do you know what? What's going to happen to you now is you're just going to get verbally assaulted in the comment section. Do you know, uh, we've Poor had, man. you and I have had this conversation before. It's like when people, so the Reading or Leeds Festival lineup gets announced and people our age or even a bit older. Oh, I know you're about to say. They go mad. And I'm like, listen, mate, as somebody who grew up in fucking sweaty basements going to punk shows, I don't like the lineup. You just live, you grew up in sweaty basements, yes. full stop, because you're a goth, James. <laughs> it's where I've lived <laughs> yeah. for 32 years. Someone who grew up there because I've lived there. Hanging upside down I in went, my coffin. I went to James's house the other day for some rehabilitation, and man, Joseph Fritzl can learn a lot from you. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. Don't talk about my cocaine operation. <laughs> Shh, Gwen, please. <laughs> um, all, all I mean is, right, 
it's not for you. When I read the Red and Leeds lineup, I know 100% I'm not going to go. Yeah. But I don't then go on there. And this, I, I think the, the festival organizer said this a year or two ago. He said, if we released a lineup and it didn't sell out in 12 seconds or however quickly it takes for them now to sell tickets, he said, we'd look back at the lineup and then try and alter it. Mm. You know, if we released a lineup and, you know, only quarter of the tickets sold or whatever, obviously we've got to do some reorganization and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is, Reading sells out faster every single year. Yeah. And you might not understand that it's some guy with a microphone and someone pushing play on a laptop, but that's what a lot of the youth want. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you're 45 yeah. and want Guns N' Roses, but it ain't going to happen because it's not going to sell the fucking tickets. It's funny you should say that because it, most of the people who do complain are like fucking... Um, fucking straight up Grebos who were like, oh, fucking hell. Do you remember Reading in 1991? And they share the same know, fucking poster of Nirvana and everyone yeah, on the lineup. And it's like, look, that's the kind of music I'm in. But the idea of music is an experience. If you go and listen to it. I've heard it on Radio 1 and shit. Just go and listen to it. Go and listen to what he has to say. Because a lot of singers do preach, and rappers preach a yeah. lot of shit when they're on stage. Sometimes mm. they have good things to say. Go and listen to it. But they share the same fucking poster Oh, look, what's ever happened to Reading? Reading, it just swings with the pendulum. It goes to demographics. Sounds. That's how marketing works. Someone, someone, like, in our day, the idea was to drink a shitload of cans and then go and watch a band mm. play instruments. Yeah. For the 18-year-olds now, and I'm not talking about all of them, but for the vast majority from... All of them. <laughs> what I mean is from reading the comments and stuff like that, the vast majority want to take MDMA, which is their prerogative. They're 18. They're fucking adults. And they want to watch a SoundCloud rapper because that's what's on trend right now. Yeah. Your little, you know, you with your Iron Maiden patch on your back, you know, on your leather jacket at 45. Yeah. You have no say. You Fuck the, off to download. But, but not even that, you're the minor demographic. They're yeah. not going to cater towards you. It's, it's arguably, besides Glastonbury, the biggest festival in the UK. But I mean, they do cater towards everyone. Really. Yeah, of course. They, they have, have like, like a punk yeah, stage like and a, stuff. Like, yeah, but they're like, absolutely. oh, we should, have the, 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 we should have the main stage. Well, it's like, look, it, we, we're friends with a lot of bands. Yeah. And they even say themselves, like, not everyone wants to. It'll swing. That's how it happens. In the words of Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys, that rock and roll, eh? Um, it, it, it buries his head in the sludge and comes out every now and then. Pendulum swims every year. Nobody liked the fucking 1975 much, like, six, seven years ago. Like, I loved them. Yeah. But it was like, oh, this is, this is, people call it, like, oh, heavy rock. I'm like, heavy rock is fucking pop punk, pop punk, pop rock. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'll have other people coming after me now. Um, <laughs> it's sweet, it's just, you, your tastes go, and I think Redden have, have, have marketed it perfectly. You, people's, your tastes change. Like, um, I like 80s music now. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, I liked... W&W, Avicii, Swedish House Mafia. I'd listen to that full song. Now, if you go to Reading Festival and it becomes an entirely techno festival, I'm talking cream fields, yep. then I'd, be, I'd probably be in the Twitter comments going, because <laughs> if it turns into that shit. But I mean, but they do, that's the thing. I, I know the point you're saying. They, 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 they accommodate for everyone, yeah. Reading. They actually do. It might yeah. be like you know, 60% more heavier on the rap side one year, but go yeah. and listen to it. If you don't want to listen to it, there's actually other the, fucking, the, fucking bands there. But, but, you know, even that, even if you don't want to go, there's Bloodstock, there's Download, there's yeah. smaller independent festivals that you can go to. Oh, there's not enough, there's not enough festivals back to back to back to back through the UK it's, in the summer. It's, it's, it's this, have you ever heard the story of when 
<coughs> excuse me, the bassist of Motley Crue first ever saw the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. like, he's at home and he's drinking yeah. Jack and Coke and Smells Like Teen Spirit comes on. <laughs> I love that you went into it, Jack and Coke. Like, you Jack and Coke? No, no, just, I love the story because I love a documentary about anything and it was on a Motley Crue documentary and Nikki Six picks up the phone and he rings Vince Neil and he says, hey man, I think we should go out and buy flannel. Because he got it. He understood yeah. that, that video, that sound was going to take over the world. And it did. And hence why Nirvana yeah. like played Reading 1991 or 92 and it was... The last time it was good. <laughs> It's like, you you have to realize, as I, I said in episode one, you don't own art. It's not yeah. part of for you. Reading Festival is a money-making enterprise. That is what their job is, right? So yeah. they're not going to go, hmm, what will please a marginal fan base? They're going for the, for you know, how many, when you were at school, right? How many people, when they passed their GCSEs or whatever, or A-levels went to Reading? Mm. It's mainly for yeah, young yeah. people. It's yeah, mainly yeah. for 16 to 25. That's who they cater towards. That's yeah. really who they're catering towards. You at 41, you know, with your fucking Iron Maiden patch, they don't give a shit. But I remember going there when I was 19 was the first time I went there and I saw like uh, a, a, a probably couple in their 40s. I'll never forget this. It's not, it's not that much of an amazing story, but in line with what you're saying, literally mohawks, very punk looking, mm -hmm. denim fucking G-Lay vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, fucking hell. I said, you too. I said, look at you, rock and roll. And they were like, yeah. Always, no matter what it is. And it's like, they were there, and, and that, that was uh, 2012, that was. And that festival was like Biffy Clyro, uh, Foo Fighters, I think. Um, uh, fuck, System of a Down, I think. Yeah. I think, don't quote me on it. Uh, but there were other people there as well, like Flume, and Foster, Foster the People, and Skrillex. And yeah. they were going, you, you saw them around, like, how many people are at Red and Fest? 80,000? Yeah. You saw, you actually saw them like once or twice. I actually saw them uh, a few times once yeah. after I'd spoke to them uh, in Skrillex. They're just enjoying it. It's an experience. I'm not saying force feed yourself the music, but again, mm. look how many tents there are and how many stages there are there. You don't go to others. It ain't all rap and it ain't all techno. It's like, it's a mixture. It's Well, the idea is, is it's sort of been, because I believe Coachella based their whole oh, fuck thing. Fuck Coachella though. <laughs> Fuck Coachella in the ass. I tell you what, though. Um, I haven't God, I've had a drink, have I? I haven't talked to you about this. Uh, when you go to LA on Coachella weekend, it's so much quieter because every fucker's at Coachella. Mate, Coachella, surely people aren't that sort of unself-aware of Coachella that people rip the fuck out of them. We know the reason you go to Coachella is to fucking pose in your long-ass maxi dress with your Doc Martens only to go home riddled in fucking blisters passing out the back of your ankle. I fucking hate Doc Martens. Get my Louboutins on me. It's, you go there to fucking pose. There's countless videos of just people yeah. just... You go there to fucking pose. That's it. And I'm like, Americans... Apart from, I'd say on the East Coast, Lollapalooza. Yeah. I've wanted to go there for so long. Britain it, Britain is, well, I don't know if it has been the last three years, actually, but Britain, for me, you can't beat a British festival. That's the one time I appreci uh, appreciate that sort of Anglo-Saxon nature of fucking beer, fucking hugging each other. It's the only time people come together as our scummy That's British awesome. self, and I love it. Yeah. In America, like any gig I've ever watched over there, people are quite reserved, fair. That's how they are. Mm -hmm. But there's, I feel like a lot of the gigs out there, especially Coachella, is all about how many likes I'm going to get on this photo yeah, with course. my fucking of, aviators of on and my fucking maxi dress, my fucking Doc Martens, and my fucking... 
my teeth whitening kit that you've given me to take to fucking Coachella. Of course. Uh, like, uh, and, and it is, it's the majority of people who go to Coachella go and do that. I've seen friends of mine who've gone over there and done the same fucking thing, <laughs> who've complained about it. It, it doesn't... Um, and hey, let them do what they want to do. But they're open to criticism. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's never a lineup that's interested me. I think last year there was two or three bands on. I think the second stage, I was like, oh, I would go for that. But what I mean is it does not warrant the cost of going all the way over to LA to watch it. Mm. It just doesn't, it just doesn't. I don't even know who plays at Coachella. All I know is there was that one viral <laughs> video that went really famous of that guy walking around and saying fake band names and fake artists to people. Yeah. Oh my God, have you seen Henry and the Hay? And they go, yeah, like I really love Henry and the Hay. It's like the best band. Oh, what's your favorite song? You know, all of them. <laughs> I just think they've really broken down the musical barriers of change. Oh, okay. And then they go to the next person. Have you seen Cock in the Ass? Wow, Cock in the Ass, man. Wow, that's such a fucking great hip-hop group, man. It's, shut the fuck up, man. Years ago, somebody told me in a venue, they went, never wear a band shirt for a band that you don't like. And, oh, don't know. And I've always stuck to that because someone might be a big fan of your band yeah. and of the band you're wearing and come up and start talking to you about it because they do. It, it, yeah, in the alternative yeah. community, it's a nice little breach, a uh, brooch. You know, you can meet people and stuff like that. If you go to a gig by yourself in a in a city, if you wear a certain band shirt, some people might come and talk yeah. to you about the band. And if you don't know what you're talking about, it's a bit silly, really. Yeah, but then I think people like that are hipsters as well because most of the band tees I wear, like mm -hmm. I'm. Um, I'm very musically knowledgeable, uh, especially with 80s rock um, and 70s rock. You know, I wear a lot of Iron Maiden, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, I've got Def Leppard shirts, Motley Crue. Um, and if people come up to me, I would say, oh, yeah, I you know, think of what's your favorite song. And I'd say a song. Yeah. Um, Kickstart my heart. Um, <laughs> great song. Great, great song. Uh, song. Iron Maiden's best. That's Motley Crue. Um, uh, but they, I, I do think in some sense you're being a hipster then, though, when you're like, <laughs> if you don't know the band, don't wear the shirt. Because it's like... Some people do wear them shirts because, like, a lot of like heavy metal and rock bands back then, Banties, their album art was fucking sick. Even Meatloaf had sick fucking vinyl art. Um, so I think saying no, like, um, you know, d you know, d I know when it's like some people are. Some people do wear it for the art, and I, I like okay, I pre right. appreciate that. Okay, so let me let me try and clean up my point a bit. Okay, yeah, you should do because you're not doing very well at the moment. Sorry, you obviously should. had a drink. <laughs> And uh, you're bullying everyone now. <laughs> My, oh no! Just because you're the only goth. Oh shit! Um, I think when it's when it's like a, uh, especially because I grew up in the hardcore punk community. If it's if it's a hard tough times. <laughs> People, do you know the worst thing is if someone asks you what, what kind of music, if someone says to you what kind of music you're into, and I've I've gone down this road so many times and it's really bad. Someone's gone, what kind of music you into? I say, oh, hardcore, and they think you mean hardcore dance. James, James and his high tops on. You're like them goths in that video. You know that famous hardcore. Yeah, they're, they're all like going boom, 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 shuffling. <laughs> like, so like some guy who's fucking off his head on Mandy. He's been like, yeah, man. Have you seen Carl Seen my beef? And I'm like, oh shit. I've I've shit in the bed. Yeah. Like, like, Probably. I've been yeah, so do you like Darren Styles? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been so like, I've been like, oh, um, I mean, hardcore punk. And then they're like, oh, 
Fuck off. <laughs> Greebo. Yeah, like, he oh, would have bullied right. you in school. Right, <laughs> Do you know what? Right, when we were listening to Kill Switch last week and Paul, uh, sorry, Cole was like, oh, I don't know, you can listen to all that fucking shouting shit. Shouting shit. <laughs> What's that shouting <laughs> shit? Proper fucking music you want on. <laughs> fucking Scooter, Darren Styles, DJ Rankin. Do you remember that? Get some of that on. That's proper. Do you know what that is? No, that's shagging music. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got really fucking hungover a few months ago and I don't know why I did it, but I used I love that. You didn't say I got really drunk you when I got really hungover. <laughs> yeah, we that, started saying that a lot lately. Yeah, because I fucking do. We I'm just, old. Yeah, but we don't go, I got really drunk. We just go, I got really hungover. <laughs> I got stinking and for whatever reason, I YouTubed Scooter 2019 gig. Fuck. I like Scooter. Mate. He's the Rame Rama. Do I love his... The nonsense, like that guy, the guy with the bleach blonde hair, the nonsensical things he <laughs> says. Like he just comes out, and he just goes, Good morning! <laughs> I'm glad you finished that because you went, Do you know what I love about him? Do you know what I love the nonce, <laughs> the nonsensical? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, like that, in that song, he goes, Harame Rama, like a hammer. Um, well, um, respect to the man in the ice cream van. <laughs> like, That's a man. Wh- what are you on about? That's a man who frequently <laughs> ventures down to Dartmouth and has <laughs> ice creams high off his tits. And like, I was watching it, and so I didn't get this. He actually isn't Scooter. So Scooter is the the laptop that speaks and everything like that. That is what that is what Scooter is. He's like the MC. Oh, okay. But it's his all his voice. And then he's got two Swedish ladies in jeans yeah. and bikini tops just dancing. And I love him because he's wearing like leather trousers, the tightest fitting silk shirt. Yeah. Pretended it's nineteen ninety seven. And most of the crowds they're off their Fuck. tits. Are loving it. Who was that other really famous one that we all saw in? Did you come to Magaluf with us? Shagaloof. Base Hunter. Oh my uh, base God. Base Hunter, he had the absolutely <laughs> drop dead gorgeous girlfriend and everyone was like, how'd he, how'd he get her? Well, I mean, he's successful. First of all, he's not a bad looking dude and he's Scandinavian. He's one at life. Um, base Hunter, what did he used to, what's the songs he used to do? Fuck, it's on the tip of my tongue. He did it in Swedish and in English. James would go, it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's um, that's actually um, uh, yeah, uh, Cradle of Filth. Yeah. Um, Col- young Cole's bringing it up. But what did Bass Hunter sing? All I ever wanted. What other ones he sing? Because he had a few famous ones. Now you're into the night. Did he have one called Now You're Gone? I realize my love for you was strong. Oh, I miss you here now. Get Bass Hunter at Reading. <laughs> Petition to get well, Base like, Hunter at like the retro stage get, of Base Hunter. Get Base Hunter at Reading Fast. He used to be, like, you'd see him in Magaluf, because he was obviously, like, a resident DJ there, mm. and people would be like, oh, my God, just had a totes awesome picture. Well, they wouldn't, nobody in Magaluf talks like that. Yes. Let me reframe. Fucking hell. Oh, I just had a fucking lovely little photo <laughs> with Base Hunter. <laughs> And his his missus came out as well. Fucking lovely, lovely shape on it, little cunt. Um, foie. Foie. And we're going to get into yeah, that now. Fucking foie. Um, before we get into foie, have you got any festival stories? For me? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like, like fucking, because everyone has stories. So, for example, mm-hmm. while you think of yours. Yeah, go on. Um I remember Red in 2013. I went with just my best quickly, friend. I'm going to apologise. I'm just going to reach over and grab some ice. Is that cool? That's fine. 
Uh, next time, allow me to talk and the camera just won't be on you while you pick up the fucking ice. Look, the camera's always on me right now. It's not going to go back on to you. You fucking dickhead. Go back to that basement from where you came. Um, basically, there it is. Um, you uh, well, we went to festival 2013. Mm -hmm. So my first festival was 20... No, I went to download actually. But my first Redden Festival was 2012. And then 2013 was like really big. For people sniffing MCAT. Oh, yeah. Right? Still a main, it was a mainstream drug. Now, I partook in a few different drugs in the festival, but everyone seemed to be off their bonds because it's a festival. Do you know what they were doing with people? And this is, I'd be, I always got early birds, so I get there on a Thursday. So after doing lots of drinking drugs, you get to Saturday and you, with hardly any sleep, and you'd be very much like, fuck me, I'm hallucinating here. Yeah. And this wasn't, me hallucinating. You know, in Tesco's or yeah. any mainstream supermarket, um, you know they put, you know, them trolleys that they put uh, food in, and the, the 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 staff wheel them around and they unload the shelves. They put oh, them like on the, the shelves, like the discount stuff. No, the the big trolleys. Oh, the cages. Yeah, the yeah, cages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there were people so off their tits at Reading in huge numbers in 2013. It was like Woodstock when it first started. It was crazy. Not that I remember because I was born. Um, they were locking, they were hiring these cages in and putting people in it. They were putting people in these cages in threes and fours. And I was like, <laughs> pranging out going, are these actually these people in here? There were stacks upon stacks of them. They were arrest like you can't get arrested by stewards. They can't do anything. They yeah. can restrain you, I guess, if yeah. you've, I don't know, causing harm punched a minor or, or caused harm yeah, to yourself. Yeah. But there were stacks upon stacks of people being locked away, reprimanded in Tesco's cages, and they're all like that, hanging out, and their arms are coming out the side of hell. I'm like going, is, I turn to my mate Joel, going, is this, is this legit? They were doing that, red in 2013, and I want to launch an investigation. I want to launch an investigation. Fuck Epstein, right? <laughs> and Prince Andrew, is it Prince Andrew? Yes. Fuck him. Don't literally do that. I'm getting in trouble. No, don't. <laughs> I want to launch a, a, an investigation into Red in 2013. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what time it was because I don't remember what universe I was in, but I know I know what year it was. It was parallel universe, clearly. Um, these people were imprisoned against their will. They were just having a good mm -hmm. time, right? And I want to launch an investigation into it. It happened outside Yellow Camp. Purple Camp, Orange Camp. I know you were there. You witnessed it. These people were held Speak against up. their will. Speak up. Speak up. Use your platform to expose these people who imprisoned these fun-loving spirits into Tesco. Actually, I'm not going to throw Tesco's under the bus. Yeah, it could have been Asda's. However, Tesco's are the, the nearest supermarket. So more evidence coming out now. I have reason to believe that Tesco funded these imprisonment cages. Is this like an early like ice unit? Is it like- like Dick James, they, they knew what they were doing. Some say these people are still in the middle of Richmond Avenue today. In the farmer, oh he goes God. around them. He cuts all the field up. He, he plows all the field and he's just allowed the grass to grow around these trolleys. Fuck. And there's and he's he's cut around he's cut the, all the fields down and these trolleys full of these poor humans still there who are, they're still there they're they're somehow being fed they're selling their pigeons um, we'll find out how and and he's grown the grass around them so they're, they're hidden oh, and people walk their pat their dogs pass and they don't know I want to I want to launch an investigation in free <laughs> not free the pedos free the festival goer free free the free spirits.
free the free spirits. Get them out the Tesco's trolley. Let them come to every festival from 2013 onwards, because we're in 2020 now, uh, for free. And they can do what they want. They can inject heroin. They should be allowed to do that. Um, I'm launching an investigation. Petition 2013, Reading. Find out the people responsible <laughs> for imprisoning these poor little bunny rabbits. Um, go on then. I so went. Can your festival story beat mine? No. Is, well, no, unless you go. Actually, I remember no. a time red in 2013. Uh, uh, no, no, I was imprisoned in a trolley. <laughs> you're too big to be held down, mate. It's gonna. Uh, it's, yeah, you're gonna struggle. You're gonna need yeah. two or three of you lot to pull you down. We um we drove to Belgium for Groves Rock Festival in 2015. We it's a punk festival. Well, it, it's traditionally a punk festival, but it has a lot of different bands play. And we, we drove to Meertout in Belgium and my mates were like, it's only 14 hours, we'll stop on the way. <clears throat> Doing a 14 hour drive, half of it is on the other side of the road and with a car full of people and all the festival supplies is not an easy thing to do. So we went and we did it anyway. And I was just fucked. I was so tired. It was just a terrible idea to do and I've only done it twice and I wouldn't recommend it, doing it ever again. Anyway, we ended up in the festival I was like, all right, I'll have my first beer now. And we'd made friends with a guy from Belgium called Eric. Mm -hmm. And Eric... Eric the Red. Eric <laughs> sat down in front of us. Bear in mind, I am knackered. I'm so fucking tired. I've got my first beer. And Eric started telling us a story about MDMA. Because mm -hmm. he was on MDMA. Mm -hmm. He offered us all MDMA. Mm. And he was going, it's like when you have a mirror facing a mirror facing a mirror and you live in the dimension, man. That's where I'm at right now. I'm in the dimension. And I was like, <laughs> this guy's fucking. <laughs> 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 after, after a 14 hour drive, I was like, I do not have time for your shenanigans, Eric. <laughs> do you know what I find about that? Because anyone watching home, I know you well and you talk and talk and you love to chat to people and it's lovely to listen to you. So for you, to have not wanted to talk to anyone, you must have been fucking fuming. It's like a mirror facing a mirror and another mirror facing a mirror. It's like we're all on MDMA. Literally. <laughs> my poor wife just tugged on my finger. I said, do you want to go back to the I can tent? imagine you like this. Like this. This is what James says when he's annoyed. He goes... I'll never forget in um, oh, uh, no. Lab Twenty Two in oh, Cardiff, shout out Lab Twenty Two, and um, you went, oh, yeah, Shafe, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go outside um, and, and have a smoke. Yeah. You've eight pen. I said, I'm just talking to a friend a minute, and you kind of wanted me to come outside you because there yeah. were just students everywhere, and you went outside to the smoking area, and I was recording him like, like a fucking a zoo goer through the cage, and he's like, yes, against the wall. And people like trying to talk to him as if they were like like loads of little hyenas trying to tug on the oh sorry little hyenas meerkats tugging on the lion's beard. He was just like us, and I remember seeing him going. And when they'd go out of his periphery, he'd go, <laughs> just look angry, the angriest man. Like, so I can imagine you being like, "I'll smash that fucking mirror like, of your head." <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna lie. If Don't you, lie. If you're in somewhere that is very very steeped in in art, so. Rome, uh, Paris, anywhere like that. I don't mind overhearing quite philosophical and existential conversations because mm -hmm. it's where you are. Yeah. You know, you're living in the world of philosophy and art. I think it was three students were talking about the tangibility of art. Okay. What it means to create art and whether it needs to be something that can be physically touched 
whether your thoughts are art. And I just went, oh, I'd love to kick you in the leg, you fuck. You doing that? <laughs> you doing that in my ear? Then maybe so uncomfortable. It's like someone like it's like someone spitting in the inside of your ear, and you're going, "What the fuck, mate?" It was fucking the tangibility of art. Wow. I, I was just like, "Oh," and it it's that thing of it's they're clearly first year philosophy students or art students, and they're talking like they're fucking Damien Hurst, and it was just the most irritating thing I'd ever fucking heard in my life. I went to the um, Museum of Modern Art because you're talking the, about art. The MoMA, darling. The MoMA. The MoMA, uh, I went there. I, 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 I went there, and I'm not going to go into too much into my state of mind. It was in New York, and it was my favourite city on earth. I love New York. Um, I've fallen in love with the place. And um, there were people staring at bed frames that were art and going... Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, do you, do you believe in your own hype? You like really? You like oh, look at me. I think that bed frame. What do you interpret? If I said, "Look at that rusty bed frame," mm-hmm. I know art is interpretation, and that's the, the yeah. glory of it. But to sit there in that stance, all of them going like, and there's that video in there before I've mentioned it before that banana peel that they stuck on a wall in a yeah. room, and people were going, <gasps> "Well, I used to date a sheep. I used to date a performance artist ten or fifteen years ago." Um, performance art, obviously, the most well-known performance artist would probably be Yoko Ono. Um, ah, yes, yes. But it's very interesting. Some of it I was really into, like some of the stuff that I got shown from the 70s and the 80s, which was really where performance art was on the on the rise. It's very interesting stuff. Other stuff I just thought was highly pretentious and was just being under the guise of art. And I just didn't, I, I personally didn't get it. Other people, I'm sure, will chew me out for saying that, but... I, I understood some of it and was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But other mm. things, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Birmingham Council paid for somebody to kick a curry down the street as performance art. He videoed like himself with a curry on the floor, like kicking it down the street. And they, they paid for that as, as a piece of art. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like Chippy Lane on a night out. Phone's not on Do Not Disturb. My bad. Yeah, it's weird, man. Weird. Uh, but... um talking to you the other day when I and you had me in stitches about uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> lads do you want to explain can I give a little bit of backstory to it yeah I mean is, yeah you you go, you go ahead so it's not it's never been the first time obviously and it's not going to be the last uh, we were drinking last weekend or the weekend before that before the UFC down Cardiff Bay and our friend the lovely Chimmy Changa uh, she was sat on a wall and she stood up to like adjust her skirt or whatever women do. Uh, she did it and she sat down. And there was a group of lads behind her, probably my age, maybe a bit older. And when she stood up... God, they were in their 50s. Yeah. <laughs> 70s, man. It's all the heavy on I'm drinking. I'm looking so good. I'm actually 75. And the one guy, he like had the pot belly and he just elbowed his mate and went... <laughs> with, with the fist action, like, like can, fist. can we get can we get this on James again, right? Can we have a bit of silence in the studio? Make sure we get this fucking shot of James. James in three, two, one, camera speed, action. <laughs> Passionate about a girl's bum. Like, uh, listen. Don't do that. I mean, please, just, just right. 
surely at your age, at their age, right? So they're not young, so they don't know. If they're younger, I go, they don't know any better. At your middle age, surely you've got heroes that you look up to, role models, anyone like that, that I very much doubt were doing that. And I don't know why, guys, you and I have been out together, and we've seen an attractive lady. Yeah, and I, I pull my penis out, and I go, Wow! <laughs> and... Uh, you know, my relationships never end well. <laughs> you know, I've elbowed you before and gone good, like, and I've literally said these words to him, like, goodness gracious, she's attractive. <laughs> like, to me, that's fine because you're not overtly. <laughs> well, some people go, well, if you're married, goodness you gracious, what an attractive <laughs> female you know, specimen. But, but like, so, some people say to me, they go, oh, listen, right, you shouldn't be looking because you're married. Let me stop. You there. can admire. You can right. admire people, right? So if I've bought a painting, I shouldn't go to the Louvre. Or if I do, I go go. Nope, I've got one at home. But you can't, can't shag I a painting, can, can you, James? <laughs> Where have you taken that? <laughs> <laughs> like what I mean is, you can appreciate attractive people, which is totally fine. You can. Yeah, you and can. I, I totally and agree I, and with I've you. said to you, you know, it's, you know, like I just said, it's not having a painting at home. You go, you go to the Louvre, and they go, oh, look at the Mona Lisa. Nope. No, I can't do it. Yeah, I've got yeah, a painted yeah, at home. I can't yeah. look at it. Like at the end of the day, you can look and say say to your friend, "Goodness me, she's very attractive." Or you know, "Good, wow, she's fucking hot." Yeah. But to make that noise, very human nature, and yeah, well, to, to make that noise and to be so overt and go like it's like one more time. It's the, <laughs> do you know, what gets me is the fist action. The noise, I'm not so bothered yeah. about. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, Jesus. Just fucking behave. Like. Cole can't relate because he's from Abergavenny. Yeah, they, like, do, they do that. That's normally. how you pull dismisses. That's, that's how you date. You go up to a fucking level. Like uh, you like them fat men who go up to the girls behind the bar and you say they're like this is like a nineteen year old working behind a bar and like um and I used to see it when I'd go up to watch Cardiff City play because my mates quite high up there and we'd have like uh, tables and stuff mm. and you'd see the same bloke red fucking purpley plum nose high blood pressure through the roof lost his hair at 20 and um thinks he's the boy like because he's you know like, fucking same like farmer checked shirt short sleeves boot cut jeans brown loafers and he goes up the bar like ah, and he goes i like lovely and they're like oh yeah all right he's like listen i'll have fucking three pints of carlin now for the boys right Glass of Prosecco for the missus. And I'll get you, get you, you get said you the other day, I'll get you one I'll over. You one, what was it you said? I'll get you one over. Yeah, I'll get you one over, don't you? Worry. No, what is it? You go, I'll get you one over. Yeah, and then it goes, and then they go, oh, that's for you, that is lovely. And then they give them a wink. And when they put the money in their hand, they hold it for too long. Yeah. So, like, as the girl, like, closes her fingers over his hand with a change in, like, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's for you, that is. Yeah. And then he goes, are you come and join us no, over there now for a day? Why don't you fucking come here now? Come here, that's what you want to do it now. Come uh, and sit on my lap over there. <laughs> yeah, and in his head, he's like, fucking hell, I'm I the boy. Got it. He's like, I'm the it. boy. And it's like, you fucking fat, high <laughs> blood pressure, high cholesterol ridden cunt. Not that I have anything against people who have those problems. It's just in the context of the story I'm explaining, it's what I've seen. It, and it, they walk, oh, they, go, they go up to the bar and they go, fucking, like this. Come over like that. Oh, it's and fucking go, gross. Oh, put the yeah, guts on yeah. the belly. Oh, I fucked it. I was going lever, right? <laughs> like, ah, like fucking jab of the hat. Slime all across the bar. And then they go, oh, come and join us over there now. What do you like? 
Do you like WKD? I know you young and like, ah, that's fucking strong drink, that is, eh? So when Same I, people who, sorry, James, I'm sorry, interrupting mate. you. No, 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 I got right. uh, awfully this episode and I'll get shit for it. It's the same people who, um, I'll be in a bar and I'll have a whiskey old fashioned and they'll go, what have you got here then? I'll go, oh, it's whiskey old fashioned. Well, like a cocktail. I go, yeah, it's technically a cocktail. Ah, fucking fanny, man. I know. I'm like, I can drink three of these and be on my ass. They're 40%. You can drink 10 of them, be shitting and go home and slap your wife up, you dickhead. One quick story. Once I was in 10, uh, 10 feet tall when it was open and decent. It was a couple of years in and I ordered an old fashioned and the guy, the, the guy behind the bar. Oh, was, funny. He, you know, the guy behind the bar was like, oh, fair play, man. Like, you know, good drink. And he started making it. <laughs> and this lady, this lady next to me, she said loud enough so I could hear. She was like, fuck's sake, how long does it take to make one fucking drink? So I, I, so I just went, well, normally about 12 minutes, like two hours, because yeah. I was like, that's James. Because James is a mixologist. Part of that. <laughs> Allegedly, that, yeah, is, yeah. that is the, the, yeah, the yeah. time. I, I, well, funny you should say that, because we should get Arthur and Alex on. We should time yeah, them. Yeah, we should get them on. Um, and this girl then, she just rolled her eyes at me, kind of dug her elbow into my ribs and went, yeah, like four sex on the beach. And I was like, Ugh. Like, all right, man. Oh, you like, fucking just, dumb. I was fuck. like, whatever. I was like, so when okay. she elbowed you in the ribs, did you think to maybe put her in a Kimura or a guillotine or something or tied her up? Take back control yeah. to the floor, triangle on the floor. I think I would have got, got full a, top control. Yeah, would you? Um, <laughs> slipped in a side guard and <laughs> fucking punched her in the temple. Um, Crucifix, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just, just fucking. Tap. It's always the same like, kind of people who comment. So it's a woman who makes that comment. Uh, like I, I'd like a porn star martini sometimes because they're sweet, strong, yeah, delicious, and I like the way they fuck with my acid reflux. And uh, they go, they'll always make the point of going, "Are you at, are you having the prosecco shot with that?" <laughs> I might do, I might not. Prosecco for the good, yeah, hun. <laughs> um, but no, back to that. That is. I shouldn't say it's all women who say that because I've just made a point that men always go, ah, fucking Fanny, what have you got here then? Fucking espresso martini. I can't drink them because of caffeine. Yeah. But anything like that, they're like, ah, fucking Fanny. Beer I drink. Oh, carbonated wheat and barley. Oh, well done you. Doesn't, doesn't I drink straight whiskey because I'm a fucking hard cunt. <laughs> I'm an hard bastard. Where was your, because I've lost this now, where was our original point? Where were you going? What, what, what hilarious story did you tell that was meant to segue off? And I said, quick story, then into another one. Can you not remember? No, um, I cannot remember for the life of me at all what you're on about. Uh, no, so you were on about your your man went, Fwah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, I, I, don't be a dick. You're just like, on about men in general. Yeah, just like listen. Listen, you can find a woman attractive. That's totally fine. You can even say to your mate quite quietly, oh, she's very pretty. Do you really need to make the symbol for a massive penis, which you probably don't have? You know, can you imagine her at the wedding reception being like, ah, oh, yeah, like, and, and now uh, another bride's going to have a couple of words. It's like, ah, oh, well, when me, when me and Jerome met, like, what he done is, he went, he went to his friend and he went, like, that's where romance goes to die. Like, like, like she's not going to be fucking saying on her <sighs> wedding day. Oh, he made the gesture of a fucking penis. And, I, and I knew. And I knew. That was the that's one for me. Like, Jesus and Christ. The first time we made love, it was like a bald man poking his head out of a bush. <laughs> yeah. You had to thumb it in. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so happy with what I was left with. Can't let my comment a thumb it in. It's just like, fucking <sighs> hell. Just... 
And I know people go, oh, you always go on about like the Welsh Valley's lot. It's not even the Welsh lot. I've seen London guys do it and stuff. You know, like, of course they do. It's, it's just, just what we're surrounded any, by. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, what we're exposed it, it, by. It, yeah, it's like what like what we. I always say this to you. But I, I will go on about the Welsh Valley's lot because <laughs> look, I'm target. from there, but the majority of the guys from there are fucking from certain parts. I'm not going to mention anymore because a few people got offended because they're from there. Are fucking. Fucking knuckle draggers. So they are. I think you know this. My wife might have told you this story a few months ago. Poor your wife. <laughs> my wife. Oh, she fucking have it, I wouldn't she? When I um, oh fuck, is Mrs. Have it, mine? Oh, fucking fuck. When I when I was first dating her, she was working in a bar, and I said to her when I used to smoke, I said, "Oh, I'm going to pop outside for a cigarette." And she went, "Are you on your own? As in, as in, is anyone else coming out with you? Because some of her girlfriends were in the bar." And I said, "No, it's just me on my own." And I went out there. Oh, fucking hell, within 15 seconds I was surrounded because they didn't know, obviously I was Bethan's partner. Mm. They were very inquisitive. They wanted to know why I was there, who I was with. Because you're a rapist. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You must be. You're a man trying to engage in conversation with a woman on a night out while you're both intoxicated, probably having a, uh, you know, a platonic bit of flirting and um you're a rapist luckily halfway through my cigarette my missus had finished her shift so she came out and said oh you've all met my partner yeah and then it totally changed the atmosphere in the bar completely changed and everyone was like oh fucking hell and they were really nice to me mm. but th- that initial that initial five minutes was quite yeah. frightening it was like oh shit, to be fair i hope my sisters here. are like that when they go out with each other because the boys can be scumbags they can be men are fucking disgusting yeah. mate. and then and it's like some people say to me I'm too old fashioned, but do you know the actor Sam Elliott, the grey hair dude with the Sam beard? Elliott, he was in uh, We Were Soldiers and uh, fucking, fucking uh, uh, Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He for me is like an idol. Yeah, like, that's a man. Yeah, you know, and people man, go, he's man's man, man's 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 yeah. man's man. Isn't he? But, but people go like, oh, that's so like toxic masculine, and I'm like, it's not, it's not. I'm not, I'm not saying that at every drop of the hat, you should be fucking swinging fists and all the rest of it. But there's a certain way that you behave and you should carry yourself. There's yeah. a certain way you should treat women. Uh-huh. Don't be a fucking dickhead. There's a certain way you should just treat people in general. Yeah, exactly. Just have respect for people. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a fucking knob. At the end yeah. of the day, you know, just why do you think that you can, because you're on a night out with your mates, can you act like an animal? Because on Sunday you wake up and you don't really remember any of it. It fucks me up. Your product, your environment, though, that's what I said. A, a lot of people who come down from the valleys are, are, are used to, you know, they'll save up their money for two months to get a minibus down to Cardiff. And, and uh, it, it's two options. We're going to go fucking pull in or we're going to go fight in. And that's what I've, I've been surrounded by it growing up. That's what you see. You, you, everybody yeah. excited. Oh, they get a minibus to Cardiff in two, uh, two months. That's 15 quid each, get on the minibus. And, and your product, your environment, you used to being around fucking idiots like that. And then yeah. you go to Cardiff and you think, you know, you know, little fish in a big pond, I guess. And it, it, you, you come out with a fucking a mouth on you. Now, sorry to go off topic here. Um. Uh, Doc, the Doc. The I'm doc. still not going to call her by her name, but she's agreed to come on the podcast. Who, uh, if anyone's watching at home, if anyone's watching at home, of course you are. <laughs> um, unless they've cancelled us from this podcast because we're a little bit intoxicated. Uh, listen, she uh, asked another question. Yep. The Doc was as good as the first and the second about the biscuit choices and stuff like that. And the complicated baths. Uh, this time. Yes. I'll let you answer this one first. Go on. In therapy, death is often reflected upon in order to explore how we choose to live. Mm-hmm. Spike Milligan famously wrote on his gravestone, 
I told you I was ill. What would you write on your gravestone and what would be the final song to send you on your way? Okay, so the first part for me is really easy because I said this when I went through a traumatic breakup and it was horrendous and I acted like a fucking idiot. It was terrible. Simple answer, mate. <laughs> but it was... It was... It was... It was, it was one of those... Oh, here he goes. Oh, thank, thank you very much, James. This reminds me of being at a house party and someone just fucking talks constantly about an ex or a family member dying or a fucking toe falling off. Now go. And I once said famously to my friend Marcus, and he fucking loves this and has insisted it will go on my tombstone. Yeah. I said, Everyone says I got a drinking problem, but that's not the truth. The truth is that everyone's got a problem with my drinking, which I fucking, and I, I literally, I didn't know if anyone had said it before me, but I just came up with it. And Marcus was shouting at me at the yeah. time and it turned in from shouting to him bald over, like side split in hilarity. And I thought, do you know what? That might well go yeah. on my tombstone. What about yeah. your, set, your song to send you on your way? <clears throat> so my song always was going to be Soko Armour at a line by Brand okay. New, but unfortunately he's a nonce now, the singer yeah. Brand New, so I can't have that. So, I'm, I mean, you can. I can. Gary Glitter Rockstar would be quite a good one to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like die like in the fucking <laughs> like the joker yeah. go on then uh, I think I'm probably I'm probably gonna go with Lost Profits <laughs> last summer <laughs> um, one month to another do you know what I'm probably gonna go with Rustin Kelly Brave because he is a country yeah. he's a contemporary country singer that I fucking love and I took my mum last year to her first ever gig and it was at my mum at her first ever gig was the most hilarious thing ever she said yeah Went to this bar in Bristol and it was a bit, it was literally a dive bar. It's the purpose of it. It's Crofter's Rights. She went and she went, oh, do you know what? I think I'll have a red wine. I was like, oh, man, it's not really the place for a red wine. She went, oh, do you know what? I'll have a, I'll have a double gin and tonic. Oof, so she had sending it. So she had one in a little plastic cup because she didn't a gig. Then she had her second. By her third, my mum's... <laughs> My mum's heckling of the artist was the most positive heckling that ever. So obviously it's an acoustic gig because he's a country singer. When it finished, is my mum, my mum would say things like, "Well done, Rustin, you are wonderful." Oh <laughs> wow! Like, and I was like, "Oh mum," and she was like, "Someone went play Cardiff again, Rustin," and my mum stopped sipping her gin and went, "Yes, Rustin, come to Cardiff." And she's like, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> mate, it was just the most funny yeah. thing I'd ever seen because my mum, and it's the first gig I'd ever taken my mum to, except that she'd seen James Taylor a couple of times when I took my mum to that gig. I love James Taylor. Mate. I see a fire and I see rain. Fucking great. Timmy Rice plays that very, very well on guitar. So let's go to you. What's yeah. going to be on your team? Um, I've got a few, really. My motto in life is see how you find. My nan taught me that, which I is like the premise that. of nice. if someone says James is a dickhead and I haven't met him, I'll see him and find how I feel first yeah. and foremost, because I think that's key. Because uh, a lot of people, if you're influenced by people, I'm not going to have you in my life. I don't like people like that. I think you're, you're weak minded. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, Influenced in the sense of, yeah. uh, of me and new character. I'd have see how you find. Don't chin your mates because you've made me aware of that. Don't just don't fight your mates, but probably see how you find. And um, my song would be Darude Sandstorm. Um, <laughs> no, do you know what? I've always said 
I remember joking around going Blink-182 first date for my funeral. I'd have, um, coming out of the funeral, I'd have ACDC Highway to Hell. Oh, nice. Like I would. And um, going in, um, going in, I'd probably have, fuck knows. I'd probably have like Biffy Clyro Machines, really sad song about his mum dying, make people yeah. cry. And then on the way out, they're like, ah, he's off. And then I'd have um, in the cremation, in the in the crematorium, because I want to be cremated, uh, I put, I'd have like Greta Van Fleet, Black Smoke Rising. Oh, nice. <laughs> Do you know the other one I would have done for in the You missed crem- the, you missed the reference. I did, okay. I did. I know, I already know the, the, the reference. Oh, the Black Smoke making. Rising. Do you know when I was rolled into the creme, what I'd like? What? Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah, that's close. <laughs> Just, Lost profits. Burn, burn, the station. <laughs> Do you know what's really embarrassing? This we is didn't terrible. Stop the fire. <laughs> yeah, like, I only learned this a few months ago and I feel like I write fucking empty. So, do you know when the curtains go round? Yeah. I thought that was it. Like, as in, I thought that's when they burnt you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's when the flames started. Yeah, of course. So, no, that's what I was Some like, anti flammable yeah, curtains yeah, they are. No, Fucking no, hell. No, literally, I was, like, I was like, oh, that's when the flames go on. And then my friend was like, nah, man. And they, they moonwalk into the conveyor belt end, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> my mate was like, yeah, they take you to a basement and that's where it happens. So I was like, so. So that's not actually when you're done. You're yeah. Like, no. I was like, Mate, if they're taking you down in a basement, you want a bit of fucking biggie on, a bit of hip hop. I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. That's not biggie, by the way. It just made me. Um, yeah, speaking of hip hop, uh, Mr. West is obviously going through a lot at the moment. He seems to be not doing so well. Sad, isn't it, that people take the piss out of him and it's a man actually hey. probably crying out for help. And I, uh, do you know what? Um, I saw someone talking about this yesterday saying, mm-hmm. my friend Matt Johnson, actually, who's, who's, he's very, um, he put a tweet out yesterday uh, and he, he was very honest. Let me disconnect my bloody Bluetooth because you're going to hear all kinds of pornographic stuff going on. Um, so he put a tweet up yesterday and there's loads of memes about Kanye at the moment. Yeah. I'm, I laughed about it. Some of them are funny. Mm. Um, but um, I sort of agreed with them. Um, what Matt said yesterday. Um, oh, he deleted the tweet now. I oh, know he doesn't. Matt Johnson, where we all have an opportunity with Kanye, an opportunity not to judge and an opportunity to be more compassionate and kind. It's not easy though. I have to fight my natural instincts to judge and take the piss on a daily. Yeah. We all said, hashtag be kind a few months ago. Now's our chance. Um, it, it, it is, I, I've laughed at a few memes, mm-hmm. uh, but now I've looked into the... Um, like that that whole uh, speech he gave about his mum saved his life. Like, I, I totally agree with you as well. I think it's the final nail in the coffin. Excuse the pun. You said to me, um, in 12 months' time, Kanye West will be dead. That's what you said to me. You said he'll either... Go on. I honestly believe it'll either be suicide or it'll be a siege. And yeah. by a siege, what I mean is, I think he will have a very severe bipolar episode, which is what he's diagnosed with. I think he'll end up barricading the doors in the house he'll have the kids in the house I don't think he's gonna what I mean is I don't think he's gonna put the kids in danger but I think he will have an automatic weapon and he will be in that home whether it's in Minnesota or Los Angeles and I think the police are gonna have one option to save those kids lives potentially which is he live in Minnesota he lives I think it might be I can't even remember where it is you know like Dave Chappelle moved yeah yeah he's not far from Dave Chappelle he's a couple of hours but he he has a ranch the same way that Dave does yeah I'm I found really a lot of people are doing that at the moment, and they Rogan, get away from Rogan's the toxic, off. Yeah, Rogan, to- yeah, just 
So LA's really toxic. Mate, I, the, the, the sad thing is he has the money to facilitate people to just agree with him. Mm. If you went like that, as best mates, if you went like that, I don't give a shit if you were paying me a hundred grand a year, yeah. if we were in that position. If you went like that, I'd like to think that I have the character to say, mate, I don't think you're doing so good. It's I just don't think yeah. you are, you know? I mean, it's the people I surround myself with. I surround myself not with yes men. Yeah. I, I don't want people going, yes, you can do. celebrate my achievements when mm -hmm. they're there and on paper, uh, but don't yes man me. And I think, yeah, you're right. He's, he's fallen down a trap of everyone's just kind of, but then he does it. He has a god complex, doesn't he? Well, I think I think it's uh, here. We go. The psychologist James Walker coming. We should here. wait for the doctor yeah. to come on for this. Uh, from what I've read and from what I've experienced in my life, it appears that he has narcissistic personality disorder entwined with bipolar, if not schizo uh, uh, schizoid uh, paranoia, mm -hmm. because he's you know he's making some wild allegations that if anyone in their right mind probably wouldn't make, and he is. Yeah, but the problem is, he's it, like you just said, he's in that Hollywood trap. He's surrounded by yes men who pay. Yeah. In 2009, I saw a little documentary about him, and I think he had 16 people in his entourage. That's 16 friends that he just... <laughs> That's 16 less than mine. <laughs> like, like, he pays for their lifestyle and their way of life. That's 16 people. And so they're not, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. Because they... You know, what do they do? Maybe get him a bagel in the morning, like, the, and they're on a hundred grand a year? What, you just assume that he likes eating wheat and gluten, do you, yeah. Jane? <laughs> Sorry, that's, oh my God, that's so... So privileged. foodist of you. Do you know what? I so dietist. To, I need to be cancelled. I, I worry, do. at the end of the day, whether you like him or not, he's a father of four. I don't want those children to grow up fatherless and in a horrible way, either yeah. by suicide or by siege. I don't want that to happen. He needs help. He's, he's a pioneer of hip hop as well. Oh I think he God, like college it, But I mean, regardless of what he does, um, any anyone in life deserves um, the the, ch the chance to live, and they can do it. You know, you you you're yet to experience the best day of your life, um, and it, it it is sad. And I really hope he gets the help because I don't think the presidential campaign is it. But mm. uh, I hope people surround him and get around him and actually try and fucking give him a kick up the ass, give him tough love, and say like, "This isn't it." I, what? Yeah, I, I, I just we, me and the wife were talking about it last night, and I really, really just want him to come out of this the other side, and in five years' time, for him to potentially, because I do it, I laugh at my mental disorder. Like I, I, you know this, we yeah. call it in my house going mad. Yeah, like I go, oh, they're mad. That's not me making light of their mental health situation. It's me making sort of fun of my own mental yeah, health yeah. situation because I call my, I call it madness. It's not, but I yeah. just, I just call it that for for a joke, basically to make light of the situation. I really, really hope in five years' time he's able to maybe reflect on this time in his life and laugh about it mm. and go, oh my God, I fucking well, I nearly went off the deep end there because he's not well. I don't care what anyone says. The thing I find most dangerous is people are going on Twitter going, if you don't endorse Kanye, you're a racist. Oh my God. He's having a fucking bipolar episode. Jesus I don't Christ. fuck with those people. I've already yeah. talked about and covered these people in previous episodes. I, I, I feel like they just wake up in the morning, go out of their way to try and bully in their resolve. I fuck them. Whatever, Rick, shut the fuck up. Do you know it, what I mean? It, like, even if, you know, if he wasn't black, if he was white or Asian, I'd still feel the same. The yeah. man is not well. The man is going through. He's a not well. He's not well, Shafer. He's going through a manic episode, and he really. Yeah. And I really hope he does get the help that he needs because he does need that. He needs whether it's sectioning or he needs meds. He needs something. He needs some help. You know, because yeah. out there. There's too many people surrounding him that are just cashing their paychecks and not giving a fuck. And it's he needs terrible. us. He needs Do you us reckon, uh, what, us as a mate? 
Fucking right. <laughs> fucking right. I teach you my own. I've been surrounding yourself with losers. Have you? Have you? You teach me a lot. Have I ever told you about how my wife plans on getting OJ to confess to murdering his wife? Go on. <laughs> Wrap it up with a yeah, controversial... Right. Right. Oh, yeah, so here we go. Like, controversial statement. So my wife's plan is to meet OJ Simpson. <laughs> I hate that because it's a precursor. My, mates, my my wife's plan is to get drunk with OJ, get him on shots of tequila and, and Red Bull and fucking Jaeger bombs, and then put her arm around his neck, like, you know, halfway through and go, go on now. Like, just just you and me. Just you and me, bud. Just, just you and me. You tell us. Go on. Whoa, OJ! Fucking hell, this has been the Schaefer Bates Podcast, episode five, isn't it? It is, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out Schaefer Bates Podcast, episode four, where we talk about, I can't remember what it is, um, because I didn't take my acute dementia test like Donald Trump did this morning, which is something we probably should have covered on the podcast. We'll do it on the next episode. This podcast has lasted a long time. This podcast is sponsored by... Nobody. Uh, but Copperberg, Hard Celsius, if you want to sponsor it. Please do. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe. If you've got nothing nice to say, keep it to your fucking self, or uh, I'll punch your esophagus into your sphincter. <laughs> your sphincter's on both ends, didn't you? It is. All oh, right, cool. Right, lots Bye. of love. Bye-bye.